Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to 48 Hours ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app. Fans of the 48 Hours podcast know that a good lead is always worth checking out. And if you're a listener who enjoys from the car, you'll want to know that the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, the new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain or wherever your story takes you. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. In search of more mysteries to listen to, get an Audible membership. They've got the best selection of audio titles from every genre, including true crime, celebrity memoirs, business, and so much more. Audible is the ultimate destination for thrilling audio entertainment. As an Audible member, you can choose one title a month to keep from the entire catalog. I recommend The Art Thief by Michael Finkel. I love a good heist story. New members can try Audible free for 30 days. Visit audible.com slash 48 hours or text 48 hours to 500-500. That's audible.com slash 48 hours or text 48 hours to 500-500 to try Audible free for 30 days. Audible.com slash 48 hours. I really hadn't even heard of the dark web before. It's just scary. It's a scary movie to me. This is terrifying. And it's as easy as going to Amazon. A few clicks and you could hire a hitman. You go to the website and you send an email who you want dead, who you want hurt. They'll tell you how much money it's going to cost, and you pay for it. Well, the dark web is everywhere. It's all over the world. It's got no borders. I'm very familiar with the dark web and all the cybercrime it contains. I discovered there's a lot of sick people out there. There are people around the world in danger, and I had to do something about it. On the dark web, everybody's anonymous. It's like a parallel internet, and sometimes we call it the internet's evil twin because it is a place of absolute lawlessness. What makes it dangerous is that it can't be policed. On the dark web, you can buy and sell drugs. Any drug you want. You can buy weapons. Human trafficking. Pornography of the most depraved types. And sometimes I've seen people trying to kill people. Hitmen for hire advertise their services on the dark web. The Cosa Nostra is the proven, legitimate, deep web eBay of crime. We offer you services to beat up, set fire, or kill customer targets. Hi, my name is Yura. We have hundreds of gang members, criminals, and people who love to kill for money. They are anonymous. You are anonymous. So come and get rid of those nasty problems. This is deadly serious. This is talking about the murder of a human being. You know, when you pay $10,000 to get someone killed, these are dangerous people. These are messages from the user known as Dog Day God, one of the most notorious users of the website. What's the first sentence that Dog Day God writes? 
I'm looking to hire you for a hit. 911, what's the address of the emergency? Uh, I think my wife shot herself. There's blood all over. six minutes to get to the house. It soon became clear that it was not a suicide. Someone had killed her. She was a devoted wife, a loving mother who had many friends. I mean, my friend was taken from me. It's like road rage 10 times, but through the internet. That's just too close to me. It scares me to death. Tonight, we're going to take you on one of the strangest journeys ever on 48 Hours. It's a murder investigation that begins not far from here, in small town Minnesota, and then takes us to here in Texas, here in California, to here in Tennessee, to 4,000 miles away here in London. 48 Hours explores the alarming world of murder for hire on the dark web and follows the story wherever it leads to expose an international criminal organization and hunt for a murder mastermind across the globe named Yura. How recently has Yura threatened your life? Well, I think it was about a week ago. I'm going to take this guy down. I will be waiting for you on the deep web. Nature is a dangerous place. On Monsters Inside Me, the podcast... Listen to the life-or-death experiences of people who have survived animal attacks, natural disasters, and deadly parasites alike. Featuring audio from Discovery Channel, Science Channel, and Animal Planet, from hit shows like This Came Out of Me, Nature's Deadliest, Still Alive, and I Was Prey. Listen to Monsters Inside Me wherever you get your podcasts. We all have busy lives these days, and we don't want to waste a day recovering after a night out. That's why Zbiotics is the answer we've all been looking for. Their probiotic was invented by PhD scientists to tackle rough mornings after drinking. Here's how it works. When you drink, alcohol gets converted into a toxic byproduct in the gut. It's this byproduct, not dehydration, that's to blame for your rough next day. Pre-alcohol produces an enzyme to break this byproduct down. This is a proactive solution that wards off feeling miserable the next day instead of a reactive approach like drinking electrolytes or eating greasy food. Enhance your mornings with Zbiotics. Go to zbiotics.com/cbs to get 15% off your first order when you use code CBS at checkout. Zbiotics is backed with a 100% money back guarantee. So, if you're unsatisfied for any reason, they'll refund your money, no questions asked. Remember to head to zbiotics.com/cbs and use the code CBS at checkout for 15% off. Thank you Zbiotics for sponsoring this episode and our good times. The Hitman Marketplace is like any other auction site. It brings customers and vendors together. You're looking at a man who says he's behind an international murder empire named Besa Mafia. He calls himself Yura. His real name is unknown. Any Hitman is welcome to sign up, but not all will be accepted. His website invites would-be killers to send him hitman audition tapes. What you're about to see can't be verified because it was anonymously posted online. Is this a real hit? If one searches online for, I quote, shot dead on street, one will find plenty of news about people being shot dead in the street by unknown people that shoot and leave the site. Those are our hitmen. We 
will be waiting for you to come place your orders and get rid of your problems. Yura's ominous brand of high-tech terror extends from an unknown location to the smartphones, tablets, and laptops of middle America. In fact, we discovered Yura and his Hitman for Hire website while investigating the shooting death of Amy Allwine in the Minneapolis suburb of Cottage Grove, Minnesota. Amy and her husband Stephen, both 43, seem to live a quintessential American life, surrounded by friends, family, and dogs. Lots of them. Yes, good boy! Nice job! Amy ran a dog training business, while Stephen, a freelance IT expert, worked from their home. They were college sweethearts, married in 1996, and eventually adopted a young boy. Joseph is now 10. When she talked about her son, her face changed. <laughs> From happy to happier, if that's possible. Always thinking of others, Amy was the salt of the earth, says her friend, Jane Sharp. You could look in her eyes and just see good. Faith was important too, says Washington County Prosecutor Jamie Kreiser. They were members of the United Church of God, as were all of their uh, family members. Stephen, a respected elder in the church, delivered sermons, counseled couples, and even made videos with Amy demonstrating dance moves that complied with their conservative religious beliefs. But sometime, somewhere, warm-hearted Amy Allwine had made an enemy. In the spring of 2016, long before we began our investigation, the FBI learned about a murder-for-hire site called Besa Mafia, people paying for other people to be killed, and began looking into it. Pouring over that treasure trove of dark web data, FBI agents were startled to learn that dozens of people had ordered contract killings all over the world. But one in particular stood out, someone using the chilling screen name Dog Day God had ordered the assassination of a woman in Cottage Grove, Minnesota. Her name, Amy Allwine. It was a case where the FBI had approached us about some concerns regarding Amy and, and threats on the internet. Cottage Grove Police Captain Randy McAllister. Dog Day God says, I need this bitch dead, so please help me. There was an urgency. Right. Dog Day God, sort of chomping at the bit for this to happen. Dog Day God said, Amy has ruined my life and stolen my business. Eileen Ormsby, an Australian writer and CBS News consultant, learned about the Allwine case while researching a book about the dangers of the dark web. So here we have hacking services, stolen PayPals and credit cards. The dark web is the name that we give to the group of websites that can't be accessed using Google or any of your normal search engines. You need to download special software and then it opens up this new world to you. The technology behind it was actually developed by the US military to hide military secrets. So that sort of security obviously offers criminals great security as well. The killing of Amy Allwine had been ordered on that hitman website, Besa Mafia. Yura is the owner of Besa Mafia and subsequent websites that are the most profitable group of murder-for-hire sites that have ever existed. Ever existed. Ever existed. Ormsby's research led her to a like-minded colleague half a world away in London. Chris Montero, IT specialist by day, white hat hacker by night, had also found Besa Mafia. If you pass the barrier of having paid money uh, to get someone killed, you are mentally committed to doing that. Chris didn't want us or our footage to reveal the location of his apartment. The people who had used this website are, uh, in many cases, dangerous people. Because these are people who genuinely mm. want to have someone else murdered. Yes, and in many cases are paying a significant amount of money for this. Dog Day God spent a lot of money to have Amy Allwine murdered. Dog Day God wanted her dead badly enough to pay Yura and the Besa Mafia site more than $12,000 in the digital currency, Bitcoin. 
Bitcoin is an online currency. Even financial transactions are made anonymously on the dark web, says Prosecutor Kreiser. Bitcoin is untraceable because when you use Bitcoin, it is done through what is called a wallet. And so once I get a Bitcoin wallet, I can use that to pay for these services on the dark web. That is correct. Even murder. That's right. With the hit against Amy bought and paid for, the FBI had to tell her and Stephen the frightening news. I believe it was May 31st of 2016. I was Cottage Grove Detective Terry Raymond rode along with the FBI that day. Well, we brought her into an interview room. You had to ask the, the question, Amy, do you know anyone in your life who would want you dead? Right. And she didn't. She was completely shocked and had no clue who it could possibly be. Raymond says at the time, the FBI never mentioned anything to him or the Allwines about Yura, Besa Mafia, or Dog Day God. But they told her there was a murder-for-hire plot against her on the dark web. It was the FBI's investigation. They have people that are familiar with the dark web. Other than an extra patrol thing, it's not something we would get involved in. The authorities advised Amy and her husband to beef up their home security and then left. They installed a video surveillance system and they purchased a a pistol. So they had taken steps. And Amy Allwine from that point on lived with this knowledge that someone wanted her dead. Then, two months later, in July 2016, Amy got another death threat this time sent directly to her. Amy, I still blame you for my life falling apart. Here is what is going to happen. I will come after everything else that you love. Suddenly, the threat to kill hung over Amy's entire family, including her son Joseph, then eight years old. Here is how you can save your family. Commit suicide. So why not do it now and save them? Now. How seriously do you take this threat? You have to investigate it as much as you can. Uh, The problem is the uh, email was sent from was anonymized, so it was untraceable. And so the house is uh, up here on the left. But someone did want Amy Allwine dead. And soon enough, she would be. 911, what's the address of the emergency? Find out about the potential dangers of the dark web at 48hours.com. If I asked you how many subscriptions you have, would you be able to list all of them and how much you're paying? If you would have asked me this question before I started using Rocket Money, I would have said yes. But let me tell you, I would have been so wrong. I can't believe how many I had and all the money I was wasting. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. That's rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. Rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. Have you heard you can listen to your favorite gripping investigations ad-free? Good news. With Amazon Music, you have access to the largest catalog of ad-free top podcasts included with your Prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app for free. Or go to Amazon.com slash ad-free true crime. That's Amazon.com slash ad-free true crime to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. I'm in route to 110th Street. Sergeant Gwen Martin was just starting the night shift on November 13th, 2016. 911, what's the address of the emergency? When a 911 call came in that made many on the Cottage Grove Police Department drop what they were doing. The caller was telling them that a female had shot herself. I think my wife shot herself. There's blood all over. 
We get in the squad cars and we start going to the scene. The adrenaline is pumping, your heart's beating fast. As an 18-year veteran patrol cop and experienced paramedic, Martin says she was trained to be ready for anything. But nothing had prepared her for a message she received from dispatch about halfway through her six-minute drive to the scene. I knew it was Amy. Martin had grown fond of Amy Allwine after teaching her in an eight-week course for citizens to learn about law enforcement and emergency services. They'd last seen each other just two weeks earlier at graduation. My, my heart stopped. No, this isn't possible. Amy wasn't suicidal. Amy was happy. She had a husband. She had a son. What possibly could be going on? As Martin rounded a final curve on the pitch-black country road, the taillights of first responders at the scene appeared in her windshield. And that's the house there. Yep, that's the house there. She says she entered the house still hoping that the female might be someone other than Amy. And what did you see? I saw Amy lying on the floor, a pool of blood, a blank look on her face, obviously dead. Amy Allwine was sprawled on the bedroom floor. Her eyes were open, her pants partially unzipped. And I started crying. My mind was spinning. I was whirling um, with disbelief, with shock. Martin called Captain Randy McAllister at his home. He rushed to the scene, passing the all-wine son, Joseph, outside the house. The boy was being comforted by his father, Stephen. Did you happen to notice or did any of the officers describe his demeanor? At that point, um, no. He appeared calm to me. McAllister says he expected to find a suicide. But once in the house, his nose detected something strange. A pumpkin was roasting in the kitchen. So the notion would be that Amy Allwine put a pumpkin in the roaster, put it in the oven, and then shot herself. Yeah, yeah, uh, so that was really odd. It doesn't look like a suicide. Amy's gunshot wound was easy to miss at first, a single bullet hole inside her right ear. The Allwine's pistol was lying in the crook of her left arm, which was perplexing because Amy was right-handed. How did her hand end up under the bed and the gun end up on her left arm? Then McAllister studied the bloody scene around Amy. I noticed what we call satellite blood drips that were actually outside of the blood pool. At some point, Amy's head was suspended above those drops. Meaning, prosecutor Jamie Kreiser says that someone may have moved her body to this spot. And when the crime scene team did a luminol test looking for invisible blood stains, it lit up like a Christmas tree. Bloody footprints, too faint to be seen with the naked eye, suddenly appeared everywhere. They went back and forth to the mudroom, but they also went into the bathroom on the main floor, and they went into the son's bedroom. There were no immediate suspects. Amy's son was just a kid. Her husband, Stephen, had helped beef up security at the house after the FBI's warning, even bought a gun. He agreed to be questioned down at the police station. We're a normal family. There's nothing, nothing unique, nothing strange. The thing that stood out for everybody, I think, is his demeanor. Came back up for lunch. Even though Stephen um, Allwine had made that 911 call, McAllister says Allwine was oddly calm for someone who had just found his wife shot to death. Even when he started crying at one point. It just seemed kind of fake to me. Allwine told police he'd spent the morning working in his basement. He says when he came up for lunch, Amy wasn't feeling well. She was coming down with something. Allwine said he'd given their son to Amy's parents for the afternoon. He left the house at roughly 5.30 p.m. 
uh, to go pick his son up from the grandparents' house. From there, Allwine says he took his son for dinner and then drove home. And the son apparently went right to the master bedroom to look for his mom and found her um, on the floor. 911, what's the address of the emergency? When, when people call 911, they're usually calling for help. I need help. I need an ambulance. I, I need the police. They're in utter shock, despair. I need help. And his first line wasn't asking for help. I think my wife shot herself. There's blood all over. It was more of a statement. As the 911 call went on, Stephen Allwine's distraught young son, who discovered his mother's body, had questions. Why did she? I, I don't know. I don't know, bud. Come here. He then asked, Are we going to remarry? <laughs> I don't know, bud. <laughs> did you hear what I heard? What seemed like a chuckle? There was nothing funny in that room, in no, that scene. Nothing funny at all. Although Stephen Allwine's behavior seemed fishy in the 911 call and police interviews, McAllister said there was no apparent motive for him to kill his wife. And there was no definitive evidence linking him to the death scene. At that point in your mind, is this a murder case? I'm thinking it's a murder case. I just don't know who done it. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welcome to your next true crime obsession. Don't miss new BritBox original drama, The Sixth Commandment, which The Guardian calls as immaculate a piece of TV as you will ever see. You will hear evidence of extreme gaslighting. Help me, please. I am going to be waiting on you, hand and foot. Stream this plus the best selection of British true crime series anywhere, only on BritBox. Once you start investigating, you won't be able to turn away. Start streaming today with a free trial at BritBox.com. Amy Allwine's husband, Stephen, called 911. I have it here. I don't even want to hear her son. Um, the poor little boy. Jane Sharp is furious that authorities who knew about the dark web hitman threat against her friend, Amy Allwine, didn't do more to protect her. I think they failed her. They failed her. So when you arrive at the residence, there's not a sense of the husband might be someone we should really keep our eye on. No, we didn't discuss any of that. Terry Raymond and Randy McAllister from the Cottage Grove Police say this was the FBI's case. The feds took the lead that day. Local police say they did everything they could for Amy, warned her to take security precautions and increase patrols in her area. You can't park a car indefinitely outside of somebody's house unless you have more specific information. We wanted to ask the FBI about the Allwine case, but the Bureau declined our request for an interview. Since 2015, Chris Montero had been sounding the alarm about dark web murder-for-hire sites. He'd been writing online articles to argue that many hitman sites were phony. In 2016, he says he noticed someone had edited one of his posts about Besa Mafia, insisting it was real. This is Yura doing this? Yes. So he's basically saying, this guy's not right, don't listen to him. Yeah. You can have people killed. Yeah. An online argument ensued. The sniping continued for months until Chris says he received a chilling video from Yura in his inbox. And in this video, is someone holding up a piece of paper with my domain name and there's a big flame and a car is being torched. It was very, uh, very surreal. At this point, I didn't know what to do. 
Chris called a lawyer the next day. In the following weeks, as the threats from Yura continued, he sought help and support from his online community, including author Eileen Ormsby in Australia. Did you interpret this as a threat upon Chris's life? Yes, we both did. Chris also saw it as a declaration of war. I was going to take this guy down. That was easier said than done. Yura's sites were encrypted, and he regularly changed their names. To customers, law enforcement can't easily close our site because the IP is hidden. Hosting is hidden. Then, Chris developed a special computer code to hack into the Basa Mafia site. So you were able to see all the communication that's gone between customers and Yura himself and his responses. Exactly. What are you discovering? I discovered there's a lot of sick people out there and many cases being very graphic about how they want the person to suffer. I would like this person to be shot and killed. I have very strong motives to kill my daughter. Do you know where I can hire someone to rape another person? Do you pour acid on my target? If so, how much does it cost? Did you come across someone who used the handle Dog Day God? Yes, I did. The target in this kill order was Amy Allwine. Chris found scores of messages between Dog Day God and Yura discussing how, where, and when the hit would take place. What did Dog Day God want done? The target killed whilst they were on a particularly given date. Dog Day God writes, I am looking to hire you for a hit. Yura writes back, we can plan the hit when you are traveling outside the city for a day or two. This makes everyone know you could not be the murderer. Dog Day God again. The target will be traveling out of town to Moline, Illinois. What is the price in Bitcoin for a hit and ideally making it look like an accident? Normal killing by gunshot is $5,000, Yura responds. Killing to make it look like accident is $5,000 plus max $4,000. It's all organized. It's all ready to go. Yura is offering everything here except airline miles, it seems, for this hit. Dog Day God has a a very intimate knowledge of Amy's whereabouts, her movements, and uh, what she's going to be doing at any one time. And Ormsby says Dog Day God's messages with Yura, which began about nine months before Amy Allwine died, make clear that as time passed, Dog Day God had grown impatient about having the hit carried out. March 20th, 2016. I want her gone. I need her gone. Chris says he was so concerned about the hitman sites, he contacted the FBI. I spoke to an agent there and explained the situation. He admits he didn't get into specifics about any plot in particular and says the conversation went nowhere. He eventually gave up trying. This would take over my life even more than it has. But Chris's life was turned upside down in January 2017 when he learned about Amy Allwine's death. I was so upset when I found out and this is exactly what I tried to stop. It's really bit difficult. Very painful for mm. you. Back in Minnesota, police had been investigating Amy's death since the day her body was discovered. They'd made an unusual find in the basement where Stephen had an office. He had a lot of very advanced electrical and computer equipment. I heard there was as, much, as many as 66 electronic devices down there. I mean, did it look like mission control? Yeah. It was a lot, even for an IT professional like Stephen Allwine. And investigators unearthed startling cyber evidence in his email. Stephen Allwine had uh, been going on a website called Ashley Madison. It is a website for married people uh, seeking extramarital affairs. A hack of a controversial social networking website. Ashley Madison, whose client list was leaked in 2015, publicly shaming some of the most rich and powerful adulterers in America. How do you think she would have taken that news? She'd been crushed. Jamie Kreiser says Stephen Allwine's position in the church would have been in jeopardy if he divorced Amy. 
Stephen Allwine had dated um, at least three women uh, through different internet forums. Um, those relationships ranged from a date to a prolonged sexual relationship. This is one of those women, and read for yourself, their texts could never be heard in church. That goes to motive in that Stephen Allwine did not want to be married anymore. The incriminating evidence against Stephen Allwine was growing. They discovered Allwine had been shopping on the dark web for an anti-nausea drug called scopolamine. Taking a large amount of scopolamine would render you helpless, essentially. Had he pulled the trigger himself or hired a hitman from Yura's website? Yura claimed Amy's shooting was arranged on Besa Mafia in this video diary he sent us. The Besa Mafia hitman visited the Allwine residence and shot his wife using her gun and then left the location in a hurry. Either way, Amy's autopsy showed an enormous amount of scopolamine in her system. In, in high enough amounts, it can kill you. In spite of the scopolamine in her system, in spite of the messages to the hitman site, Randy McAllister was lacking absolute proof that Stephen Allwine was involved in Amy's death. Could someone else have used Allwine's computers? I really didn't latch on to Stephen Allwine as the suspect until December 12th. December 12th, 2017. That's the day McAllister got a call from another investigator who had just made another crucial discovery. Stephen moves from being the grieving spouse of Amy to the suspect in her murder. Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. I've worked on many murders in my career. This one, far and wide, the most complex, trying uh, case I have ever worked on as a prosecutor. On December 12, 2016, authorities in the Allwine investigation caught their biggest break of all. Is there a smoking gun in this case, in your opinion? There is a smoking gun in this case. Prosecutor Jamie Kreiser says the smoking gun was a 34-character code in a message from Dog Day God paying for Amy's murder in Bitcoin, that digital currency that people on the dark web often use to buy and sell anonymously. The problem for Stephen Allwine was that the code was on his computer. Kreiser says it could not have been a coincidence. So in the end, who is... Dog Day God. Dog Day God is Stephen Allwine. The man who swore to God that he would love, honor, and cherish Amy Allwine is now suspected of sending her to an early grave. We know he tried to hire a hitman to kill her. We know he tried to poison her. He tried to get her to kill herself with these emails. That didn't work. Prosecutors say after waiting for nine months, Stephen Allwine was so frustrated that the hit hadn't happened that he shot his wife to death himself, using that nausea drug to render her helpless 
and the gun he'd bought for their personal protection. Hi there, I'm Michelle Francois. Stephen Allwine was arrested on January 17, 2017, on murder charges. He hired defense attorney Kevin DeVore. Let's get right to it. Did Stephen Allwine murder his wife, Amy? No. If he didn't, who did? Well, there were threats that were being made directly to Amy Allwine on the internet. DeVore claims authorities had tunnel vision from the start, focusing on Stephen Allwine and ignoring other possibilities. Now, investigators say, nice try with that, but Stephen wrote all those emails. It was Stephen who sought to hire a hitman. That's what they say, but they didn't provide us with any proof that he sent those emails. There is a 34-digit code, the same code that was found on Stephen Allwine's laptop and on a cell phone. Because how do you explain that? Well, that's, that was the best evidence the state had in their case. And, uh, and the truth is you can't explain it. I can't explain it, but there is another possibility of how it got on there. Incriminating evidence was uploaded to Stephen Allwine's computer from a device called S. Allwine iPhone. But DeVore will ask jurors to believe the phone wasn't Stephen's. In any case, DeVore says there's evidence a woman wrote messages like this one. I don't know how a f- like you got to my husband. There were other women involved in Amy's life Uh, friends of hers and other colleagues that had full access to her internet, to her home. Andy says it was a woman after all, or at least someone claiming to be, who tried to get Amy to commit suicide just months before authorities found her dead. It appeared that it was another female that was angry with Amy for uh, allegedly having an affair with this woman's husband. Police found no evidence Amy Allwine was having an affair with anyone. It sounds like you're making up an excuse for your client. Well, let me tell you, as a criminal defense attorney, my job is to defend my client to show that he's not guilty. Allwine's arrest rocked the United Church of God, where he had been held in such high esteem. Officials issued a statement expressing their profound shock and sadness. As Stephen Allwine's murder trial approached in January 2018, authorities were winding down their investigation. But 48 Hours was launching one of its own. We wanted to learn more about the shadowy figure behind the Besa Mafia site. So I ventured into a very strange place for the first time in my life, the dark web. Yura had by this time closed down Besa Mafia and opened a new hitman site called Cosa Nostra, another reference to the mob and organized crime. Again, these websites can't be verified. This is the Cosa Nostra website on the dark web. You can see the pictures of somebody who's clearly been shot, a man with a gun, eyes hidden like he's a hitman, cars that have been burned. We wanted to talk to Yura ourselves, so we wrote to him on the dark web. Amazingly, he responded almost right away. Hi, I am Yura, he wrote. I got your earlier message. And even more amazingly, agreed to an interview with an important condition. He said it had to be in London. So we've flown from New York to London rented this studio. You can see the lights behind me for the big interview. And we even brought in a master of disguise who's going to camouflage Yura's face. Now all we need is him. Eileen Ormsby, who we'd brought to London from Australia, joined us as we waited. What do you know about Yura? Where does he live, do you think? I don't know where Yura lives, but I, I suspect he's not too far away from us right now. On our second day, we got a message on the dark web. What what did he say? I don't think he's coming. Yura told us that he was convinced that we were being followed by British intelligence. So we offered to meet him in a public place where he could surveil us and see that we were alone. 
We even offered to talk in a moving taxi, making our way through London. But Yura was convinced that if he showed up, so too would the authorities. I do have several millions to live a nice life and start several businesses. Why should I risk being arrested and end up in jail? Chris Montero says he knows just how risky contact with Yura can be. He experienced it firsthand in his own home. February 4th, 2017. Mm -hmm. You're here in your flat in London. What happens? Well, I'm just in the living room having some soup and I hear some noises from the door. I'm thinking, what's going on? So I come out and I uh, go here to listen. He says he'd spent months monitoring Yura when Yura cunningly turned the tables on him. Yura wasn't happy with me. He decided what he would do, he would try and confuse the matters of who ran the website. Not long before, he discovered that Yura was trying to frame him, claiming Chris ran the hitman's sites. And before I know it, there's a battering ram knocking down the door. There's armored police bursting in. They push me up against the wall here and saying, hands in the air, you're under arrest for, for incitement to murder. And I'm like, what? He says he was amazed when cops confiscated his computers and locked him up. British authorities dropped the charges and later refused our request for an interview about Chris Montero. What a nightmare. It, it, wasn't, it wasn't fun. I do not recommend. Knowing what Yura had done to Chris, we weren't surprised that he backed out of an interview with us during our four days here in London. But we didn't walk away empty-handed. Yura did give us some information that took our investigation into a whole new direction. The man who apparently cornered the market in contract killings sent us a video diary. I am doing this video diary entry to give you official statements about the site. And insisted he actually wanted to save lives. To prove it, he began giving us the names of the murder targets from his sites. Try him at his office first. We wanted to touch base with you. Normally, as journalists, we report the news and then do our best to get out of the way. But this was different. We found ourselves in the middle of an apparent live marketplace for murder. And there was only one thing we could do. Our team contacted authorities. We blurred our staff's faces for security reasons. We have a tip on a murder for hire plot. Knows where the target works, knows where the target lives. And after we called authorities, we began approaching targets like this woman ourselves. Now I know that someone has a target on my back. They were trying to murder me. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Ready to elevate your home? Picture this. Central heating, a cozy fireplace, or your dream walk-in closet. Build a backyard oasis, go green with solar panels, or start a business. It's all possible with Figure's Home Equity line of credit. Unlock up to $400,000. Apply online in five minutes. Funding in as little as five days. Head to figure.com and transform your home. Figure Lending LLC, DBA Figure, Equal Opportunity Lender, NMLS 1717824. Terms and conditions apply. Visit figure.com for more information. For licensing information, go to www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. What do this dog trainer in Minnesota? I didn't see anything out of the ordinary. This Hollywood actress. You had no idea this I was going on. I had no idea. This hacker in London. The person's very, very serious about having Laurie killed. This single mom in Tennessee. Why someone trying to murder me? And this shadowy figure in an undisclosed location have in common? The hitman goes and shoots the target from close range. Murder for hire plots on the dark web. From the American heartland to countries across the globe. He's being charged with something that could get him hanged. 
The tips that you have given 48 Hours now total 33 in nine countries. It's, it's a lot to take in, really. And 48 Hours helped expose them. Because they just received a tip for a murder for hire in Iran. Against a citizen of Taiwan. It's a murder for hire plot unraveled. Last week, police received a tip about the murder for hire plot from the CBS News program 48 Hours. Uh, Ms. Jones, can I talk to you? If it wasn't for 48 Hours, there would have been a funeral. Back at the airport heading to California, where we're told an arrest is imminent. Do you understand the terror that you have caused with this murder for hire plot? Coming up that? next. If you like 48 Hours, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at wondery.com survey. The early 2000s was a breeding ground for bad reality competition series. From shows like Kid Nation, CBS's weird Lord of the Flies-style social experiment that took 40 kids to live by themselves in a ghost town, to The Swan, a horrifying concept where women spent months undergoing a physical transformation and then were made to compete in a beauty pageant. Hi, I'm Misha Brown, and I'm the host of Wondery's podcast, The Big Flop. Each episode, comedians join me to chronicle one of the biggest pop culture fails of all time and try to answer the age-old question, who thought this was a good idea? Recently on The Big Flop, we looked at the reality TV show, The Swan. The problem, this dream opportunity quickly became a viewing nightmare. They were isolated for weeks, berated, operated on, and then were ranked by a panel of judges. Follow The Big Flop on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Pura, the most pristine, safe, climate-stable city on Earth. A haven amidst the wreckage. Here, you're safe from heat domes, superstorms, water bandits in the outer lands. There's no crime in Pura. No murder, no suicide. And best of all, there's no cost to join us. In Pura, we promised to keep you safe. They killed her! You took everything! In a world that doesn't feel so safe anymore, we're waiting for you. Here, in Pura. The Last City is a new scripted audio drama from Wondery. Enjoy The Last City on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can binge all episodes of The Last City right now, ad-free, on Wondery Plus. Get started with your free trial at wondery.com slash plus. <laughs> 